As we know, the scriptures can be interpreted in a lot of ways, how God can work with his Holy Spirit to bring new vistas and understandings. And with the talents, we can look at the talents as like not necessarily a monetary denomination, but the glory of God, the eternal weight of his glory in receiving these talents. Today, we're gonna to talk about baptism as we continue our all parish RCIA. And what we're given is that eternal weight of the glory of Jesus in baptism and how amazing that is. So what talent don't we have? We have the very God of the universe, the Alpha and the Omega, the King and Lord of all creation, all time, all people, all principalities and powers lives in us through baptism. And that's so exciting. Just a, a couple points before we kind of dive in to baptism is uh, someone made a mistake in my presence recently because they said, oh, we need more volunteers at St. Charles Borromeo Parish. I don't see any volunteers. I see the baptized. And that's something that we can try to wiggle our way out of, but you are baptized and you have this incredible responsibility of the gift of Jesus in you to bring him to the world. And what, not, what power is there that, I mean, you know, we have all this power and this grace and this beauty. What don't we have in our baptism? It's just so fundamentally mind-blowing what we've been given in, in that gift. So I called this person out and I put them in their place. No, just... That's why we have the sign, now entering mission territories we leave. Mission. 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 We're on mission. There's purpose. Do you, do you think the saints were missionless? No. They knew what it was and they went for it with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we're called to the exact same and that's what's exciting. So uh, I want to put a picture of uh, Leonardo da Vinci's his first painting uh, up there, and we're going to kind of flesh that out a little bit. But the title is homily, and what I want you to take is baptism slash or dash dying to rise. Dying to rise. Are you? Am I? What are we dying to so that we can rise in him? So we see this picture up here, and the, uh, the uh, Da Vinci, he was a young pupil of Andre del Verrocchio, and uh, he uh, said once, uh, Verrocchio, who was like the major, uh, the best artist at that time, once he saw it, he put his brush down, never to paint again because Da Vinci was his protege, and he saw this, what we see before us, and he said to himself, my pupil has outclassed and outshone me so much. So in this picture, we see Jesus. He's very robust, very strong, and healthy and vigorous, and then we see John the Baptist, who's depicted as skin and bones uh, from fasting and asceticism. He's haggard and weak. This signifies the grace of Jesus and his power and vitality that he wants to give us and the weakness of where Israel is at spiritually. Now at the Jordan, God acts again. It's a sacred place. It's a place with history. And it really has to do with water. That's why we use water and baptism throughout all of history, how God has worked to bring us into, back into his own very life after the original fall. 
So it is the God who's created that water. He gathered Noah, Noah's family into the ark, and that's what the church is. The church is the ark through the dangerous and destroying waters of life. He directed Moses and Joshua to lead his people through the waters, and he now sanctifies those waters, makes them sacred for baptism, making water capable of performing a new creation, gathering us into that new ark, a new exodus, a new entry into the promised land, a new exodus. We are an exodus. We are not home. This is not home. We're away from home. We're on a journey to home. And it's through baptism that God is calling us back to our true home in him. And all of this is announced with uh, John the Baptist's words at the baptism. Behold, the Lamb of God. Behold the one who comes to take away the sins of the world. If you see, I don't know if you can see it, but actually in John the Baptist's left hand, there's a banner. And that banner says, Agnus Dei, which means the Lamb of God. So from Elizabeth's womb, John the Baptist is filled with prophetic insight. What did he do when Jesus, with pregnant mother Mary, came into their presence? As he was in the womb of his mother Elizabeth, he leaped for joy. And he knows that Jesus is just as in another Jewish man, but he is a great, the great Messiah, the Savior, the Chosen One, the Lamb, who takes away the sins of the world, the Lamb of God. This Lamb imagery is rooted in the Old Testament. So we know when the, the, through the Exodus uh, and leaving slavery of Egypt, the, the blood was put on the doorpost. The blood on the doorpost would save the people. Now the blood from the Lamb of God on the cross will save all of humanity. How did John the Baptist know that something great and different was happening at the baptism of Jesus? John is not an ordinary man. He's given a gift, an extraordinary gift of God. He's a great prophet. Now this God in Jesus will save by the cross as the God-man, not as an animal. That was failing. It was never going to uh, uh, provide what you and I needed in terms of infinite forgiveness with our infinite problem. Notice Leonardo doesn't give Jesus a simple halo, but one that has a cross on the top of it. And that is really connecting because that cross links baptism to dying, to uh, the, the death of Christ. He will die for us and sanctify the waters of the Jordan and all waters that would fall from the Jordan in his baptism. The waters of, of baptism are empowered with grace in the redemption of his love for us. We also have James and John and another story on the way to Jerusalem, and they're saying, hey, Jesus, uh, we want to be big shots in your kingdom. We want to be on your right and your left. We want to have a, a place of prominence in heaven, and we remember what uh, Jesus came back with them. Can you drink the cup that I am to drink? Can you be baptized with the baptism with which I am to be baptized? Again, once again, linking the cross to baptism and what Jesus would sacrifice for us so that we could know forgiveness. So we're all called to die to sin and rise to newness in the life and grace of Christ. Who are we baptized into? 
We're baptized into Jesus. A lot of times I act like I'm baptized into myself and what I'm going to do and what my prerogative is and, and what my mission is in life and how I'm going to be a priest. But we're baptized into the life of Jesus. That's our mission statement here at St. Charles Borromeo, to know the Holy Spirit in order to live the life of Christ, to know the power of the Holy Spirit and live that life of Christ that he's given to us in baptism. So what is that life? How can we have more of that? We've got to seek and receive and live that life. Let's think. Let's just think about this. Did Jesus have to die more than just on the cross at Calvary? He had to die so much to so many things. Think about first when his father asked him to come from heaven to earth. Can you imagine that father saying, will you go to earth and, and die for my children, that they can come back home from their exodus to be with us in the promised land? Jesus had to be thinking, are you sure, Dad? That's like a crazy idea. You, you know what they might do to me? You know well what they might do to me. That's a crazy, absurd idea. Do you think Jesus had to die to the reality of what that could mean and the implications for him in his life. Imagine people just constantly grabbing at Jesus, grabbing, grabbing, grabbing. Parents, I think you know this well. Anyone who, who leads others and cares for them, the constancy of that. And he would have to die to his own prerogatives and his own self to care for those reaching out. What about the disrespect that Jesus, the God of the universe that came to save us, would be spat on, and laughed at, and mocked? What about all the people, including myself, that take Jesus lightly? We have to die to that to say, don't they know who I am? Don't they know all the good that I want to do for them? Maybe he was tempted just to annihilate people and pay back. Don't you think he was? He was human. It's like, I'm just going to, we're going to, you know, just take care of them, put them in their place. Maybe you just want to control and say, I'm going to make these people conform and say yes, because they don't know what's the best for themselves. All the ways he had to die. And then ultimately, what about the Via Dolorosa, the way of the cross? What temptations did he have to say, I'm going to throw this cross aside because this is just too much? Jesus is the new exodus, the new entry into the promised land. But how, how? And this word kind of penetrates the center of my heart, and I pray ours. His humility. He shares our condition, our poverty. And sharing is the true way of love. To humble himself for us that we might live. He took his place in line. He took his place in line at the Jordan River, shoulder to shoulder, in the cold, muddy waters with us grubby sinners. The sinless God making himself out to be a sinner, immersing himself in the river of humanity. 
that's almost too hard to comprehend without just falling apart. The humility that Jesus has for us. It would be akin, I thought and prayed, it would be akin to us coming into this church today with tattered clothes and hearts, unkept, unwashed, falling to our knees saying, I don't have this. I've been doing it wrong. I'm a sinner. Have mercy on me. Will you pray for me? That we would die to ourselves, die to looking good and strong and together so that we can rise to communion with God and each other. That's what's so beautiful here, and it's happening. Family, forget about me. I love you. That's what baptism's about. Dying to rise. Everybody wants to go to heaven. How many of us want to die? 